I'm Jeff Hemmings. This is Brian's Finest Radio Show, online, DAB and podcast. Bringing the artist closer to you. Well, it's kind of the end of the tour of our own gigs, but we're playing two festivals tomorrow and the next day. Okay, right. I thought you might have have been having a celebratory end of tour drink last night. (laughs) Uh, Well, we did that too. (laughs) 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 Um, I've noticed, actually, that Egyptian Blue have been playing with you guys. Um, yeah, they've been doing the, both, uh, this tour and the last tour. Yeah. yeah, they're Brighton-based, aren't they? Um, yeah. We're quite familiar yeah. with them down here, so that was, that's was that been fantastic. How did you hook up with them? Uh, just the last time we were... The, the first time we were in Brighton, even, um, which has gone back a while now, uh, they were just the local support, and we just kind of hit it off and loved their music, so it's yeah. to use them again. Good stuff. Okay. Cool, so everything seems to be going really well at the moment. Um Obviously, a big moment for for everybody because it's your debut album. Um, yeah, it's been finished yeah. for a while, I take it. So that's kind of, it's kind of that weird period when it's finished, but you're waiting for it to come out. Yeah, for sure. It's like you kind of stop thinking about it, and then all of a sudden, yeah, it's fresh for everybody else. Yeah, and and a lot of people, or most people, won't know the album at all. In fact, almost everybody will will not have heard it. But obviously, they'll he- yeah. that anybody's seen your live shows will have heard some of the tracks and two of the, two or three of the tracks that have come out. Um, as singles, so um, is it? Are you are you in nervous anticipation still? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. It's like made the album we wanted to make, and whatever happens, here happens. Like, yeah, um, yeah. I don't really have any any goals or anything in mind for how it's going to be perceived. I'm happy with it. So you're happy with it. That's the main thing, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so t- tell me about the album title. Uh, which I believe is based on a on a poet, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a taken poem, from a John I should Keats say. Poem. It's taken from a John Keats poem. Right, okay. Um, yeah, it just we found that early on, and it was just really um, inspiring in a lot of ways, and just the tone of it all just ended up becoming kind of like a structural pillar for the album. Um, so it was just kind of something we could look back on. They were, you know, when writing a song, does this fit into the world of... The album and and the poem and you know because obviously it's not easy to write two or three songs that fit together but writing ten songs you know an album is is a different thing like so. So you so you came up with the name a long time ago. Uh yeah, ages ago, probably like two or three or four songs in. Okay, and and there is a sort of a, a definite kind of running theme throughout the album. I mean, maybe not a you know. An obvious theme, but it's uh, there are th- there are themes in there which is based on the poem. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, there's just the kind of overarching just themes of like grief and mortality and fear and all that sort of fun stuff. How does a song come about then? How does a the murder capital song come about? I imagine it's a mixture of jamming away, but also maybe somebody coming with a the bones of an idea. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much that. But I, like the ideas can be as simple as like, here I have this rhythm. Let's kind of uh, let's all play this one rhythm and see how it feels. And then somebody might uh, play something slightly against it, and then that'll be enough to um, get the ball rolling. But then other times, I mean, it'll just be yeah, jamming and pulling some ideas out of that, or like listening to a recording and seeing if there's anything there. But, yeah, I mean, it's kind of different every time. Uh, keeps it kind of fresh, I think. Yeah. And the lyrics come afterwards? Uh, James writes the lyrics sometimes before, sometimes afterwards. Um, 
sometimes jarring. Uh, sometimes he's just like kind of improvising over the top, and then an idea yeah. will come together, and he'll go and away and work on it. Like, so, so is he always there or there or thereabouts? Even if you're just sort of working on musical ideas, because he he can. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a total like five way process in terms of like uh, everybody has as much say over or like James has as much say over the bass as Gabriel Wood over vocal melody. You know. Yeah. Okay. So you have got a very democratic unit. Um, yeah. And I know that's that that has its pluses as well as its negatives. Certainly in my experience, because I used to manage a six-piece band who were very democratic and um, if one person yeah. wasn't really into it or there was a problem with something then more often than not the, the idea got shelved um, yeah for sure yeah and it can make even like sort of business decisions or like or their logistic decisions just a complete pain in the ass so. how long have you been together as a unit as the five you've got now uh, the five we've got now um, probably about a year just a year yeah that's hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Because you played in Brighton earlier this year, didn't you? Uh, right at the beginning of the year? Um, at yeah. The Prince Albert? September, September, no, October. So it was October of last year. Yeah. And you'd only yeah. been together three or four months. Yeah, before that, we it had been me, James, and Pomp, the other guitar player, um, and two other, like, so when the other two guys, the only track we had off the album was more or less. Right. So, so you you worked pretty quickly together. I, I read somewhere that you'd kind of, you, you know, you fumbled your way as, as bands often do to find something that you kind of liked and thought worked, and that happened quite quickly, I think. And more more is less was was the song that I th was the one that kind of grabbed your attention. You kind of it, it seemed yeah, to work. Yeah, I guess you, we, probably when we wrote that, we'd written maybe twenty songs together, all of different qualities and really just like very broad in terms of sound mm. and genre uh, but that was just felt kind of like a an arrival moment of like okay this is this is the first actual decent song we've written that's a neat in, inversion isn't it of a, of a cliche less is more yeah more is less. yeah yeah it is funny though when people say to us like talk about the song they generally say more or less are you guys did you go to college or university or did you uh what yeah was we all went to bim for a bit in dublin right that's the great thing about BIM, isn't it? We got one in Brighton. It really is, yeah, yeah. Most most of the people I talk to who who are BIM students, not really that enthusiastic about the courses and stuff like that. But they say it's a great networking opportunity. It, great, yeah, exactly. Like it's like the course. You know, everybody has their issues with with different pieces of it, but ultimately, like you know, you get some great teachers and then you know some great people, you, students you can meet as well. I mean, Egyptian Blue are from BIM as well. So, so I, I know some of these questions you, you've probably been asked loads of times, but I do want to get a handle on on the band's name, the Murder Capital. Where did that come from, and uh, and why did you um, choose that name? It's just kind of a kind of a little commentary on just the lack of mental health services around you know Ireland and and uh, you know the whole world really just and then suicides as a result of that and then you know there's lots of people dying. Yeah. And it's becoming but, a big issue, yeah. isn't it? Especially amongst yeah, the young. Yeah, it really is, especially, you know, with, like, young males. And... But but also, yeah, there's an optimism as well, isn't there? With, you know, again, I read romance is a big part of, big part yeah, of the narrative. Sure. I mean, like, it's like, without that, sometimes, like, looking at life just seems a little bit unbearable, like, mm. you know, it's like, if you can see the romance and some things, it kind of takes away the sting a little bit. All right, well, uh, just... 
just finally then I saw you play at the Great Escape um, back in May, a little show you did at the Prince Albert again, which was uh, phenomenal because it's a tiny venue and it was just queues going out right down the road. Luckily, I managed to get in. Thanks, because I know the manager. But uh, it was a phenomenal show. Do you remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, that was a good one. I mean, all those were fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a really cool little... I know it's a bit industry showcasey, but like just you know having all those bands around, beautiful, sunny, bright, and it was just a cool thing. Well, I think I think it's full of people who love love new music as well. Love love hearing yeah, the new totally. stuff. You can just feel that. It's like everyone's just going around having a good time, looking at all these new bands. Look. So, so it's all it's all chugging along very nicely. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's just like at this point. I know you didn't have any plan. You just sort of went, we're going to make some music together and see what happens. Exactly, yeah. At and this point, ne- it's like, when's our luck going to run out kind of thing. Like, <laughs> it's a little bit weird. To be honest. And you're even number one in the 12-inch vinyl charts, which is pretty good. 